Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, from the arts to sports, and from business to history, and everything in between, including your stories. Send them to ouramericanstories.com. They're some of our favorites. And all of our history work is brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, by the way. Go to hillsdale.edu to sign up for their terrific and free online courses. And our next story comes to us from a man who's simply known as the History Guy. His videos are watched by hundreds of thousands of people of all ages over on YouTube. The History Guy is also heard here at Our American Stories. In this next story, the History Guy remembers the 16th president's son, Robert Todd Lincoln. Because of his father, Abraham Lincoln, Robert Todd's life has been largely forgotten. Here's the History Guy. On April 9, 1865, General Robert E. Lee surrendered the Army of Northern Virginia to Union General Ulysses S. Grant following the defeat of the Confederate Army at the Battle of Appomattox Courthouse. The surrender documents were actually signed in the parlor of a home owned by a man named William McLean, and they were witnessed by both Grant and Lee's staff. The last survivor among those witnesses lived all the way until 1926, and by coincidence was a very famous person, one of the most important statesmen of his day. Robert Todd Lincoln was Abraham Lincoln's firstborn son and the only one of Abraham Lincoln's children to survive to adulthood. His younger brother Edward died of a fever at just the age of three. 
Robert grew up at a time when his father was practicing law on a circuit and thus was traveling, gone most of the time, and so their relationship was distant, not very close. Robert once noted that his most vivid memories of his father growing up was Abraham packing his saddlebags. By the time that Robert's father was elected president, Robert was attending Harvard University. He described his father as being so busy that they scarcely had 10 minutes quiet time together during his entire presidency. Robert graduated Harvard in 1864 and briefly attended law school there, but he felt compelled to join the Union Army and share the risk that everybody else was taking. At first his mother resisted. His little brother Willie had died in the White House of a fever in 1862, and his mother, Mary Todd Lincoln, feared that she could not withstand another loss. But Robert eventually prevailed, and his father asked General Grant if Robert could be assigned to his staff. Robert was made an assistant adjutant and given the rank of captain, and that is why he was present to witness Lee's surrender. Robert had traveled to Washington to visit his parents on April 15th, and his parents invited him to go to the theater with him. But he declined. He had been traveling on horseback all day and needed a rest. And so Robert narrowly missed his father's assassination. Robert moved with his mother and his younger brother, Tad, to Chicago, and he continued his law studies. He was admitted to the bar in 1867. In 1868, he married the daughter of a United States senator. They had three children. In 1876, Robert was elected town supervisor of the town of South Chicago, a town that was eventually absorbed into the city of Chicago. That was his only elected office of his career. In 1877, he was offered the position of Assistant Secretary of State by President Rutherford B. Hayes, but he declined, although he remained active in Republican politics. And then in 1881, he accepted a cabinet appointment as Secretary of War in the new cabinet of President James Garfield. He was with Garfield in the train station in July of 1881 and witnessed Garfield's assassination. Robert continued to serve as Secretary of War in the cabinet of President Chester A. Arthur, where he was involved in many military reforms. He left the position in 1885. And then in 1889, he was appointed to the important position of Minister to the United Kingdom under President Benjamin Harrison, where he served for four years. When he returned to the United States, he became General Counsel of the Pullman Palace Car Company, the world-famous maker of railway cars. And when the founder, George Pullman, died in 1897, Robert was made president of the Pullman Car Company. He served in that position until 1911 when he left due to ill health, but he stayed on as chairman of the board clear until 1922. Despite his very accomplished life, Robert Todd Lincoln is often remembered for three things. The first was a coincidence. Somewhere in 1863 or 1864, Robert Todd Lincoln was riding a train from New York City to Washington, D.C., and while in Jersey City, New Jersey, he was bumped off a train platform, landing in the dangerous spot between the platform and the train. A stranger reached down and pulled him out, and when Robert looked up, he realized that his savior was the most famous actor of the day, a man named Edwin Booth. Only later did Edwin Booth find out that the young man that he had saved was President Lincoln's son, and that is said to have offered Edwin Booth some solace, as he was personally devastated when his younger brother, John Wilkes Booth, murdered President Lincoln. Second, in 1875, Robert had his mother, Mary Todd Lincoln, committed to an asylum. He was concerned about erratic behavior after the death of his younger brother, Tad, at the age of 18. Mary was able to get some letters out to her attorney, who was able to convince Robert to let her leave the asylum and live with her sister, but it included some public embarrassment for Robert, and he and his mother never fully reconciled. And finally, Robert Tom Lincoln is sometimes described as being somewhat unlucky because of his proximity to three presidential assassinations. He just missed his father's assassination, he was there when James A. Garfield was assassinated, and he was just getting off a train going to visit President William McKinley when McKinley was shot in 1901. He was there for three presidential assassinations because he was proximate to power during a tumultuous time. But Robert Todd Lincoln lived an extraordinary life. He was born poor and yet found great success and died very wealthy. He was an elder statesman. He was a leader in his party who was suggested as a candidate for president or vice president many times, but always declined. He was the president of one of the largest corporations in the country. He was, frankly, one of the most accomplished men of his era. 
His last public appearance was May 30th of 1922, when he appeared with President Warren G. Harding and former President and Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, William Howard Taft, at the dedication of the Lincoln Memorial. He passed away in 1926, just a few days shy of his 83rd birthday. And, darn it, he deserves to be remembered as more than just his father's son. And those words are true and spoken beautifully by the history guy. This is Robert Todd Lincoln's story here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. And we return to Our American Stories. Up next, you're going to hear from Roan and Eva Hunter. This couple went through great hardship and even a divorce. Today, they use their experiences to help others heal in their marriages. Here are Roan and Eva sharing their own story of brokenness and how they restored a marriage that most would have deemed hopeless.
I grew up in Macon, Mississippi, which is a small town, which is all of Mississippi. And I lived out in the country. We farmed around 4,000 acres and I had two older brothers that were four and five years older and it was kind of like boy heaven. Growing up in that environment, um, hunting, fishing, cows and dogs and horses and tractors, there was not a better place to grow up. My mom and dad then divorced when I was eight years old, and that was the first great tragedy or trauma in my life, and everything changed. I was kind of turned over to my two older brothers who were four and five years older, and I always say that I was raised by wolves, the wolf pack. My two older brothers and their buddies that were all four and five years older than me, and so we kind of figured life out. We had very little parental supervision or direction, and um, we grew up not in good ways. Eva and I met, uh, we knew each other, uh, everybody knows each other in small towns, but we actually started dating when we were 15, and that began our journey together. I, too, am from a small town in Mississippi, the same hometown as Roan. However, I lived in the city. The big city. <laughs> the big city. I'm the firstborn of three children. My parents were very young when they had me. They were just 19 years old and then quickly had another child. And so they were just really, I think, probably in survival mode, trying to make ends meet. However, I mean, they were very involved in my life, especially my mother. I had a lot of accountability and a lot of rules. However, I had a lot of freedom too. I mean, I knew every crack in the sidewalk. I rode my bike all over town. Like I said, I had a lot of rules. I grew up in church. I accepted Jesus when I was eight years old, but that was just a one-time experience. Not a lot of growth after that for me. and. My home, just a lot of intensity. My, my dad was an alcoholic. Being a firstborn, I took on the hero role in the family system. So an overachiever, overly responsible. I made the family look good because I achieved. So Eva grew up with a lot of rules and I grew up with no rules. And when we met, you know, she could come to my house and get a beer out of the refrigerator. And like, that was just normal for me growing up. And for her, that was uh, like really, really out there. And so I think that was the attraction for her that she could get a beer out of the fridge. So that's why she liked me. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. I was really shocked by that, quite honestly. It was a red flag, but I did not question it. Yeah, there were lots of red flags. We were both very broken growing up in kind of the dysfunction. Um, I always say I grew up in the Easter Christian denomination. We went to church at Easter, uh, maybe, if nobody was hungover. And growing up in small town Mississippi, not going to church was kind of, you know, that was different. And like none of my friends' parents were divorced. And so even that, you know, was a, something that like, it just felt different. What I developed was just that kind of a chameleon personality to be able to adapt and fit in in whatever environment I was in. And then when even I met, I started going to church with her. I always say 15 year old boys don't love Jesus. They go to church because there's a girl there. Um, and so I did start going. And then we started dating and we graduated and went to college. That summer before going into our freshman year, uh, kind of the second great tragedy in my life and certainly tragedy in our life happened. Yes, and it was definitely uh, the second tragedy for me. Although I did not realize the first tragedy was growing up in an addictive family system, I did not understand that. I really didn't think it had affected me. And I got pregnant in between my senior year in high school and my freshman year in college. And we really thought, well, let's just get married, you know, small town Mississippi, we'll just begin life together now. 
However, uh, our parents got involved. I mean, I'd already had several buddies that that had happened and you just get married and, you know, build a house on the farm and I'll just farm and we'll start doing life together. When my mom divorced, she remarried uh, very quickly. Probably the ink was not dry on the divorce papers. Uh, Later in life, my brothers and I came up with our affectionate name for him. Uh, We couldn't call him Stepfather because he didn't have a father bone in his body. So after this movie came out, we started calling him Stepfocker. And so that became our affectionate name. And then they had my little sister. And so that became kind of my mother's new little nuclear family. And I was kind of like, where's Waldo? And um, he had a yacht, and in the summer, they would go over to the Bahamas and live on the boat, which I got to experience that in my teenage years, which that was a one benefit of growing up with him, but it didn't outweigh the bad. And so they were in the Bahamas, and I talked to my mother, and I told her that Eva was pregnant, and she basically told me that she needs to get an abortion, and y'all don't need to get married. At 17, that's the level of support you get. I certainly did not know what to do. And so I called Eva and told her, and she told her mother what my mother had said, and then that decision was made pretty quickly. Very quickly, yes. That happened when we were very young, and we both buried it. Between Ron and I, we never talked about it again. Now. If there was a conflict between us, it got very intense, very fast. I think that trauma would just come out of me with a lot of intensity over the next seven to 10 years in our relationship. At 20 years old, we were at Mississippi State in college, and I always say it's it's real when a 20-year-old frat boy comes to Jesus and he quits drinking, cussing, and smoking because that's all I needed to do was to stop those things and then start going to church. And we did. Eva actually was with me when I accepted Christ and it became very real. We were just so desperate. I mean, we were two very hurting young people. Yeah, going to church was certainly, we knew we needed something more than what we had. But there was, you know, we got very little in terms of, you know, how do you actually do a relationship? How do you actually navigate emotions and all those things? Yeah, we were both really emotionally dysregulated. (laughs) Totally. Um, And we both... So there was a lot of chaos. We're dealing with attachment issues. Yeah. Um, And again, we didn't know any of this at the time. We're just trying to do life. And so we wound up getting married going into our senior year in college because, you know, marriage will fix all this. And we just thought that's what we need to do. And you're listening to Roan and Eva Hunter share their story of brokenness and thinking marriage would somehow fix their problems. And by the way, that happens every day. And it doesn't fix the problems. My goodness, trauma on both sides, brokenness on both sides. Eva, an alcoholic parent, and, well, the trauma that Roan faced with an early divorce, and then being raised by, as he put it, a pack of wolves. Boys shouldn't raise boys. It doesn't end well. When we come back, more of the story of Roan and Eva Hunter, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates— Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we're back with Our American Stories and with Rowan and Eva Hunter. When we last left off, they were still a bit lost in their relationship, but they decided to get married anyway because they thought, well, they thought that would fix things. Let's return to Rowan and Eva. What I saw in men growing up were men who were emotionally disengaged. They didn't really connect with their female children. And certainly what I saw modeled was just a lot of detachment. We didn't know how to emotionally connect. So we got married and then moved away, lived in the Mobile, Fairhope, Alabama area for five years. And then I got transferred to Nashville. We were there for about a year and then ultimately wound up in Atlanta. And so we're in Atlanta, and our both of our sons have been born. At this point, we had two small children, two sons. And we were having a discussion. I didn't think we were arguing, um, but Eva asked me, you know, you seem down. Why are you so down? And I looked at her, and the words came out of my mouth. I said, I have a problem with pornography. And I literally remember turning around going, who said that? because there was no way I was ever going to tell her that. For me, the pornography thing started, and obviously this was way before the internet, but my mother's attitude was boys will be boys, and we had uh, pornography on the bedside table, and it hooked me. There were hours spent just absorbing that stuff into my brain. And when I came to Christ, it was one of those things that, like, I sincerely wanted to not do that anymore. And, you know, everybody thinks you get married and that's going to fix it. And it really doesn't work that way. And so with marriage came stress and intensity and anxiety. And so my full-blown sexual addiction 
began to escalate when even I moved into these bigger cities. I was going to strip joints and massage parlors and prostitutes. And each one of the moves, it was a geographic cure because I was like, if I can just get away from these places, you know, that'll fix it. Well, each city was bigger and there were more opportunities and the geographic cures lasted about a week and a half in each one of those moves. And then we're in Atlanta and she asked me the question, why are you so down? And the words came out of my mouth. And that was really God because it had to get out into the light. And so that was the beginning of everything changing for us. But it was two years of hell on earth. Yes, it was. It was devastating to me to know that he had this secret because of what he presented, who he presented to be, to the outside world, to me, to we were in leadership at our church, you know, and at, at that time in 1990, the 7-Eleven convenience stores had taken out pornography off their shelves all across the United States. And that was a huge thing. And he talked about that and let everybody know, you know, what a great thing that was. At the same time, never saying, this is an issue for me. It was just so shocking to me. So I went into my own grief cycle. The first stage is shock and numbness. And then a lot of anger, up under anger, was hurt, fear, frustration, and injustice. But I couldn't tap into those deeper feelings. I'd never in my whole life really let myself feel those really vulnerable feelings ever. And I lived in that angry stage of grief for longer than I could really sustain. And I got hopeless. When I became hopeless, I thought a separation would be good for us, or for me. I went to a, a lawyer in the state of Georgia, which is the same here in Mississippi. There is not a legal separation. I wanted to be protected financially because I was a stay-at-home mom. And so she said, you know, the only way you're gonna protect yourself financially is to divorce, and you can be divorced in 30 days, be protected financially. If y'all are able to reconcile, you can always remarry. And so that sounded like a good solution to me at the time. Once we did divorce, I was completely done. And at that point, really realizing I'm on my own and I have two small children and uh, ended up getting a full-time job and beginning to work on myself. The first thing I did was go to a group, Adult Children of Alcoholics, ACOA group, and that was eye-opening for me. It was one of the layers began to peel off that, oh wow, what I had grown up had affected me. And these were all the ways when they handed me the laundry list of what, what happens to a child. In my mind at the time, I thought, there's nothing wrong with me. When we go to counseling during the two years prior to the divorce, uh, Eva was not really engaged in that process. Pretty quickly after I admitted to the pornography and then uh, began to reveal more to Eva, I very quickly got engaged with a Christian counselor in Atlanta because I wanted to be better. I wanted to deal with this. I'd been wanting to deal with it. I just didn't know how. And so I got engaged with a Christian counselor, uh, got involved in a support group ministry. I was in a therapy group with my counselor because I wanted to do my work and I wanted to be better. And we would go to counseling and the counselor, you know, we knew I was the problem, I was easy. And then he would kind of shine that light over on Eva and he would ask about, well, what about growing up with an alcoholic father? And her standard reply was, I'm fine, we're here because of him, you need to fix him. And then, okay, he'd come back to me and then he'd shine the light over there and you know, what about the abortion? And she's like, I'm over that, I'm fine, we're here because of him, fix him. And, and so, so at that point, I did not want any it, more couples counseling. After the divorce, I was ready to get the help I needed for myself. So I did a lot of individual counseling along with ACOA. 
I, for the first time, saw my own brokenness. I really didn't think I had anything. <laughs> I had a lot that I had brought into the marriage. Over the next year, I became open to reconciliation with Rome because I could see it looked different. Our brokenness looked different, but there was a lot of similarities in it too. And even when we were apart, I saw that he stayed in recovery. I saw that he stayed in his own therapy. That gave me hope that he was always going to work on himself. I was engaged in my process because words at that point are meaningless. I got stuck for a long time with, I'll never be able to trust him again. Well, as I did my own work, I realized I had been set up in my family of origin not to trust. So we began more of a restoration process. We were divorced, separated and divorced for a little over a year. And then we did decide to remarry. We committed to doing our work in that process. We were involved in recovery groups. Yeah, and in our process, it wasn't like we got remarried and everything was rosy. No, no. <laughs> we had a lot of work to do. We were both involved in support groups, and we always have been and we always will be. Mm -hmm. And so we continue to do our work because you know, marriage is not easy and you have to be intentional. And you've been listening to Roan and Eva Hunter share, well, quite nakedly, quite boldly, the problems they each brought into the marriage. It was easy for Eva to blame her husband, Roan, but in the end, she realized she came with a lot of brokenness into this marriage, too. And they ultimately get divorced, reconcile, and find love and hope again in each other. When we come back, more of this remarkable love story, Roan and Eva Hunter's story, here on Our American Story. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we're back with Our American Stories and with Roan and Eva Hunter's story. Let's pick up where they last left off. Eva did not cause my sexual addiction, my acting out. So often, you know, guys will justify that in a lot of different ways. Um, and that's just totally bogus. You know, I got on the marriage train with all this packed in my luggage. You know, it's in that zipper compartment down in there. You got it all packed neat and hidden. We both got on the marriage train with our stuff. So she did not cause it, and she could not change it. You know, yeah. what I developed was a very illegitimate coping behavior that went back to, you know, early childhood. And so the illegitimate coping behavior is learned early on. And so that became my way of escape, my way of numbing, my way of medicating the anxiety and the stress that I was feeling. And even when we say sex addiction, even I both say we don't really like the term. And the term that we really prefer is just sexual brokenness because this thing takes a lot of different forms. And when you say addiction, there's almost like it's, it's hopeless. Um, and from an addiction standpoint, it's very different than drugs and alcohol because those two things actually alter the chemical composition of your brain and your body. And with this, you've got to begin to understand the deeper roots. And so Eva could not change that. That was on me, and she could not control it. That's all in my journey and part of my own recovery and my growth. Somewhere in our 40s, we both had the vision, I guess, or really the calling that we would give back on a professional level. In my mind, it was going to be when we were retired, somewhere in our 60s, and I didn't think it would be as a career, that this would be life 2.0. It was just gonna be how we did it in our retirement years. Well, it's certainly God had another plan. God and Rome had <laughs> another plan. When I was in corporate world, I was very successful and I had great jobs and worked for big companies and all of that. But for me, my fulfillment came in doing what we were doing in our church setting. Yeah. Often somebody might go talk to the pastor and our pastors, of course, knew our story. And then they would like, you need to go see, talk to Ron, you know, here's his phone number, or you need to talk to Eva. And, I think God did a healing work around a, a lot of the shame that I had. Um, it doesn't always work that way for many people. Not that I don't have any shame about that, but God spoke to my heart that He was going to use this for His glory. And then over time, I uh, began to like, okay, what does it look like to really do this and kind of make a living, you know, giving up that safety and security of a corporate job and launching out and doing something on your own, completely different. And boy, that was a process. And it took just a long time because, you know, you've got kids and college and bills and houses and mortgages and yes, all of that. All the things. Yeah. And so we had begun our graduate work in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, that process was such a journey um, to go back to school. And uh, Eva thought that it was what we were going to do when we retired. And after our boys went off to college, uh, we decided to move back to Mississippi. But while we were still in Atlanta, we started our master's program at Richmond College and were able to transfer to Mississippi College here and finished at the age of 50. Uh, we were actually 49. Uh, I felt 50. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was in the corporate world in my business career for 25 plus years in the corporate salt mines. And one of my goals was to get out of that before I turned 50. And I made it. We started our private practice and we were 49. 
and have now been in private practice for 10 years. We work a lot with couples in crisis. When there's betrayal, the relationship is in crisis. And in crisis, you need a lot of direction. It's great to have a therapist that asks you how you feel about that. But when you're in crisis mode, it's kind of like when the, you know, the plane loses an engine. If the flight attendant is just asking everybody how you feel, it's probably not going to be helpful. And so when the plane's going down, you want somebody that's kind of giving you direction. And if you trust this process, there is hope. And we've seen many marriages not only survive the crisis, but actually begin to thrive and have the marriage that God intended from the beginning. Ron and I were instrumental in doing an intervention with my father, and he did go to treatment and was sober from alcohol for, gosh, 25 years. And so I got to see my parents give back what they had been given. They were very involved in the AA community, just becoming really healthy and becoming very well-boundaried people. So I'm very, very grateful for recovery and for where we've been, what happened to us. It changed everything for us, the way we view life, the way we live life, and the way we give back what we've been given. It's just been amazing to kind of see what God's done in the last 10 years with all of this and how doors have just kept opening and so much of the things that are happening really feels surreal. We really both love what we do and it doesn't always, it doesn't really feel like work. No. It's kind of crazy. And so God has certainly added life to us in so many ways. And our mission is adding life to others. I married a very passive man. And when the truth came out, which he revealed himself, which is very unusual, he changed into this man of, he didn't have any fear. He really was very bold and courageous. And for me personally, I had shame to deal with because I really thought we were the perfect couple. We literally had a precious little house in Atlanta with a white picket fence, <laughs> literally. And it was so cute. <laughs> and I really wanted to keep that image. So I had my own shame that my image was broken. But Roan, I saw the change from passivity to a man of boldness and will come against anything. <laughs> Gets him into trouble sometimes. <laughs> Eva, she keeps me grounded. Uh, but I have been speaking out about this in just for so many years in churches, uh, with pastors, and in different settings, because really this uh, pornography thing is destroying so many lives. It's one of those things that you can hide and you can keep secret. And so I am very outspoken and I always say you can't be a pastor or a church leader and be an alcoholic. You get figured out pretty quick when you're preaching sermons and you're drunk. Uh, hard to be a crackhead and be a pastor. People see you scratching and itching. That gets found out pretty quick. But boy, with this thing, it can go underground. We just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. We don't count our one year apart. <laughs> However, we did have to remarry legally and had new vows, which that we, meant a lot to us. We call it our marriage sabbatical. Yes. Was, yeah. <laughs> but what that feels like is there's just so much freedom. We no longer try to present this image. We're very open and honest and transparent. And, you know, we still can get sideways real fast, real easy. However, we do recover very fast too today. There's a huge difference. Yeah, we always say marriage just in and of itself without all this stuff. It's like, you know, God's sense of humor. He takes a cat and a dog and he throws them in a dryer. And he says, hey, Peter, hold my wine, watch this. And then he turns the dryer on. And he says, okay, you two, get along. <laughs> That's marriage, right? And so it takes a lot of intentionality for a marriage to be what God intended it to be. But certainly in our journey, we both say quite often 
We would not trade anything, anything. that we've been through uh -huh. to be where we are today. Not one thing. Yeah, I mean, it certainly has been a journey and it's been hard, it hasn't been easy, it hasn't been painless, but boy, where we are today, it is good. And it has ultimately been for our good. And a terrific job on the storytelling and production by Madison, and a special thanks to Roan and Eva Hunter for sharing their story. What a blessing when Roan confessed that he had a problem with pornography. Things had to turn south. There was a divorce, but in the end, a year later, well, the husband was healing, and now the wife had to look at her own brokenness. An abortion, an alcoholic father, and her own healing journey begins. The two reconcile, they get married, and what do they do with the rest of their lives? They help other married couples heal their lives and their marriages. By all means, pick up their book, Sex, God, and the Chaos of Betrayal, the story of Roan and Eva Hunter, the story of marriage, love, and redemption, here on Our American Stories. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.